and welcome to Political Football with Dave and Cleve and uh, theoretically Scott. Um, he should be he should be along soon. I know he wants to defend his uh, his Chargers take later in the show, so I'm sure he'll be here. As always, we are part of the Maddie Ice Media Network. Um, go to MattyIceMedia.com. Scott and I still do not have photos and bios up, but Cleve, I promise I will have something to you before kick next Thursday. I promise. Yeah, I hope so. Speak of the devil and he shall appear. Scott, welcome. Oh, hi. How are you? <laughs> um, all right. Well, first things first, Cleve, how are you doing? I'm actually doing good. Um, I had a like a crazy, crazy day. Sorry, my phone is ringing. I had a crazy day. Um, give me one second, guys. I'm, uh, this is actually live. So this is um, this is this is amazing. Is this a phone call you need to take privately, or can we like? talk to these people heckling you at the same time now nah, we could we could take it privately uh i gotta take it privately it's it i'm still working actually so but this show is very important to me so i'm trying to juggle, juggle both all right all wave, at me. Wave, wave at me when you want to come back i can always see you hi dave how are you hey scott how you doing good just got back from the football game sorry i'm <laughs> moving stuff around literally just walked in the door no how are you that- doing no, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I was actually able to leave work at six tonight and not seven. I was working up by Capitol Hill. So that's uh um you know that a little bit laws and you know <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but it takes a while to get home. Road. So when I have to leave at seven o'clock, I can't always make it right by eight because I leave at six today. So I was this close to also not being not being on time. Um so we have two different gradings here. Don says, Hey guys. Hi, and the vents and the vents has fucking amateur hour, so eh, whatever. Yeah, Ben's Ben's just mad because Michigan State football's right on the corner. They're going to win like seven games. What do we think Jalen Berger is going to do there this year? Nothing. Really? Yeah. Nothing. I've heard he's the next uh, Kenny Walker. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I I think he might have been able to succeed at Wisconsin if that were the case. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? It, it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, he did get squeezed out by a pretty, you know, a pretty talented player. So maybe we don't hold that against him so much. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Uh, Cleve, we're discussing the Michigan State running back situation. What do you think? No dog in that fight. <laughs> that is the best answer ever. Well, no, no, no dog in Michigan State either. So. Oh boy. Look at Ben. Put money. On yeah, Ben says put money at seven games. I'll take the over. I'd actually take the over as well because you get layups against Rutgers and Maryland. Um, but okay, here's a bet I'll make Ben. 0 and three against Penn State, uh, Michigan, Ohio State. Mm. There you go. Against the and the games that matter, you lose in all of them. Um so before we get started, Scott, how you doing? I'm all right, man. How are you? Doing all right. I'm good. good. To see ya. So <laughs> good to be seen. Um you know how like this is like final cut week for all the yeah. teams to make their their rosters. I wish life was like that, where you get a fifty. You know, you get your hey hey go see Dave. Get your playbook. Go see Dave. Right? Uh, you, <laughs> you are you trying to cut Scott because he was late? No, no, no. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like life. Let's just like life in general. Like this week has just been crazy. But I I, I often think about how we make a living, right? And obviously we watch all these preseason games because I think we're all preseason guys, right? We watch to see who's going to make the cut, who's on the bubble, that type of thing. And you're I'm amazed that like you guys picked up Stutfield, Stutfield, whatever his name is. Did you guys pick him up as your backup to golf? Did yeah. we? Yeah. Yes, you guys, we did. 
Yeah, the Niners cut him, and you guys picked him up today. So a lot of these guys are getting jobs, like, right away. They signed that running back that Matt told us about to the practice squad. So he goes to show you how these opportunities are few or far in between when you when, when you can get them, even if you're a, a good pick at some point. But he's running back, so you guys don't value running backs. Not at all. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm in the old school of I love a running back. I wouldn't take him, like, first round. I understand why now, but uh, I love a good running back situation. But, um, yeah, I just uh, – I wish we had like in life we can have a every see every every year you get to pick your new friends or whatever like hey you didn't make the cut this year so see so it's year like at tryouts it's like the purge but nonviolent correct though <laughs> <laughs> um man so do you want to tell us who's not making the cut can we no can no we it, 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 in my professional <laughs> life which I I can't air out here my professional life I have I have some coworkers that won't make the cut. Uh, well, I, I'm having a, I'm getting married next year. So I guess wedding invitations are kind of like this, aren't they? Um, yeah, right. <laughs> no, our, uh, our, our Michigan reception, I think we're going to have, if I, if I counted correctly, 9,000 people. So I don't actually think we cut, <laughs> we cut anybody. Um, so no, I, uh, what, is, like, what do you mean Michigan reception? Is there, are you going to have like, uh, another, a different recept? What's happening? Uh, yes, but I have not gotten permission to discuss that on air yet. Oh, um, sorry. Uh, it's, it's not a secret. Like people who know, know, but I don't have permission to discuss it quite yet. I think Cleve, I want to get you permission before bringing it up. Cleve, do you know what the plans are there? Nah, I, I just got the, the invite, which is on my fridge. I don't I know the, shit uh, either. I guess I we're not, we're not going to be invited to this party they're having <laughs> no no chance no <laughs> no chance um, we didn't make the cut see and i was gonna bring mac and cheese to fuck you dave <laughs> <laughs> uh what's hilarious is that uh we don't even need mac and cheese we don't even need mac and cheese where <laughs> oh, we're bougie. going where we're going the food can beat mac and cheese so nice um uh anyways so yeah we are actually here to discuss the afc and nfc west believe it or not <laughs> that is the reason that we uh that we showed up today so uh before we get Not into the I teams up today. <laughs> <laughs> before we get into the teams as i was going through and making my document which i'll bring up here in a second cleave i'll notice that there's like one bad team out of these eight teams are there any teams besides seattle out of these eight where you're like oh no that team's gonna be trash now i think i think seattle um the geno smith experience experience is going to start it start with Pete Carroll getting fired this year um or next year I just don't know how Drew Locke couldn't beat out Geno Smith I I have ideas uh about how he can do that uh mainly because he plays quarterback um like he's like blind so that'd be that'd be my guess Scott besides Seattle are there any bad teams in these two divisions exactly that's why I saved them for last. No, these are, these are really. so- I, you know, I mean, like the AFC West is loaded. Like yeah. Loaded, loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see Arizona maybe not being all that bad. Good. Are they bad? You seem being bad. Picking in the no, top I don't seven. Think they'll be bad, but I could see them right. being, I could see them being a disappointing team that people think what happened. Well, somebody's got to finish third. Right? Getting fired. Right. So that's sort of my point. Like the reason why we picked these ones to go last is simply because of how deep with uh, talent and ability these teams are. 
Um, I'm going to go ahead and mute my phone there so I don't end up like Cleve taking calls on air. Um. (laughs) So let's uh, let's start with the Seattle Seahawks here. I'll go ahead and bring up their uh, their logo for the folks watching on YouTube. They'll be able to see the document that I have here. (laughs) It's already Um, been chewed. That's great. Exactly. Exactly. It's a chewed piece of bubble gum to honor uh, Pete Carroll in his final year as Seahawks head coach. (laughs) It's been coming for a while. It has been. Um, Man, he is exceedingly overrated. And if it was not for Russell Wilson, he would have been out of the league seven years ago. That dude is not a good coach. Yeah, so last- you know, they had the whole Legion of Boom thing, and they had the, they had all that going on, but that, that sort of related with Russell Wilson playing yeah, on a gotta, rookie deal, and got yep. to pay the quarterback. You know? that that was expected to happen at some point. Yeah, and yep. then once you pay him, maybe let him throw the football. Mm. Let him cook. Right? Why would you do that? Yeah, exactly. So last year the Seahawks go seven and ten, which finishes fourth in the NFC West, which goes to show how good that division was last year because they got stuck with Geno for five games, and I think they went like one and four in those games. They did not. They did not do well. Now their Vegas win total this year is five and a half. Cleve, you said six. You were right on the money. Mm-hmm. Just a nice read right into there. But I want to keep in mind you said six wins for Seattle, which you've established is not very good. Correct. I was giving them the benefit of the doubt. Um, is that Schroeder? It that's, is. That's I mean, and and that was before they named their starting quarterback. Yes, and so you say I'm on the list here. They named Geno Smith the starting quarterback. Scott, what's up? I would like it known the dog is in the room. So if if I'm doing anything that looks fishy with like my hand, I'm petting the dog. Just okay. saying. Okay. You want to see okay. the dog? So I, so I can. So, I, yeah. I mark can mark the videos explicit on YouTube. Got it. Oh no! Just I mean, it's she's in the room, and there's I'm not getting her out of the room at this point. Khalif, do you not have any pets? How come you never have cats or dogs trying to get on stream? I used to have a um a little Yorkie. Um, she passed about four years ago, and mm. we decided not to get any more pets after that. But dog had zero respect for me, zero. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that was the alpha in this pack, bro. Well, yeah, I found out you were a Jets fan, and was like, you know what? Yeah. Just no, no, no respect to be had there. Um, so the Seahawks, of course, traded Russell Wilson to uh, the Denver Broncos. They got back Drew Locke, who's now their backup quarterback. Noah Fant, who's a decent enough tight end. Some defensive end, who I can't remember, and some draft picks. And it's like, did they just give away Russell Wilson for free, Scott? Well, what draft picks did they get? Does it matter when when the players they got are all garbage? And fan, I guess the players they got were garbage. Yes, I mean Drew Lock is like Drew Lock is like a a guy you want to play poker against as an NFL quarterback because at some point he is going to make a giant mistake and he's just so loose the way he plays. But every once in a while, it's like that's a nice ball. But you know what I mean? Like he's just not. I don't think he is disciplined enough to play. To I don't think he he's disciplined enough to not throw the football into bad into bad situations. But I mean, I think it was kind of known what he was going in. So I didn't even, I don't count, like really, I didn't consider him much in that in that trade. I didn't even really consider Font like all that much in that trade because it's not like he was ever. I mean, was he a was he a real productive player? Ever? Yeah, no, no offense. Great, he was great at Iowa. He produced with yeah, the Broncos. The yeah, he produced with the Broncos with being stuck with Drew Locke and Teddy Four Picks as his quarterbacks. <laughs> There's but, a. Uh... 
not gonna sorry Cleve. go ahead no no so uh don's point because don didn't know gina was still playing don i used to do this thing last year where where matt matt and um and uh dave used to give me a name and i'm like that guy's still playing so yeah gino is still playing unbelievably like he's still in the league unbelievable yeah that's gonna that's gonna come up more as we get into the season and we start seeing some of these players putting up uh <laughs> putting up numbers here uh still playing though cleave is dk metcalf and he's still not a bust I didn't say the guy was a bust. I said he was overrated. <laughs> the difference there. There's a difference there. And then you sent me, just for the record, you sent me a video of him chasing down a guy, like walking the guy down basically after the interception. And I was like, okay, all right. I, but he's I, very I fast in a straight line. So, okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, cool. both his parents are track stars, right? Yeah. Also, also importantly, his numbers with Geno Smith last year were fine. So were Tyler Lockett's, actually. Uh, there was like one game where they were terrible, but most of their drop-off was after they brought Wilson Wilson back too soon after his injury, and that's when Metcalf and Lockett had bad games. They were actually fine with Geno, so I think they're going to be fine again this year. Nothing nothing special or anything, but they're not going to fall off a cliff just because they're stuck with Geno. Well, the reason why I asked about the picks is because I'm curious. Um, I know they got Denver's first this year. Do we know what who, what, what pick that was? Well, I'm looking was that, at, was that Charles cross? It must've been right. Cause I'm pulling Charles up. Cross the, is a really good tackle. Yes. Cause the jets had the Seahawks original first for Jamal Adams, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So Charles cross would have been who they got for this one. And then I yeah. think they got, did they get one of those second rounders as well? Most likely. Right. Um, yeah, because 32 plus 9 is 41, so my guess is – I'm not great at the math, but I think that's right. So I think that second rounder probably came from Seattle. Right. So, so – we got Kenny Walker. Why are you – Yeah. To Cleve's point earlier, I, Kenny Walker's a good running back, a really good prospect, but, you know, you just – you just you need to replace Russell Wilson. Right? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. That's spot I, on. And that's the other thing, too, about looking at this and why um, – what's his face? Pete Carroll, the gum chomper, and everybody else in this organization is going to get launched into the sun probably Monday after Thanksgiving when they're 1-12 is that they trade away uh, Russell Wilson. They have Geno Smith and Drew Locke in the building, and they convince themselves that one of these two can be the answer, not just for this year but going forward. That's evidenced by them not taking a quarterback, even though only Kenny Pickett went in the first round. That means they could have gotten Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter or somebody else. And Malik Willis has already taken the backup job in Tennessee. Uh, Logan Logan Woodside's out to the woodshed. He's gone, right? Like if Malik Willis was on the Seahawks right now, he would be taking over in week nine to see what they have. Well, but instead, they have nothing. Garoppolo was tied to like, I mean, if he were to have been cut, wouldn't he be a Seahawk today? Yes, that's why they didn't cut him. Because they know he'd go in division. Exactly. But it's like, you know, obviously they didn't like either of those quarterbacks. But that's the decision that came later. The thing is that they went into the draft obviously thinking that they could get by with Locke or Geno going forward because they did not address it in the draft at all. Or they're tanking. But the coaching staff's not in a position to tank. They'll be fired. So there's no reason for them to be tanking. The owner could, I guess. But the coaching staff can't. So they must have thought on draft night that Drew Locke or Geno Smith was going to be the man. Okay, but on what planet is that a reality? <laughs> uh, what planet does Pete Carroll live on? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, he he was he was a very good coach at one time. Hey, Marlene. Yeah, you mean at uh, USC? 
Possibly. All right. So the Seahawks, fourth place in this division. Next week, we're going to discuss in our predictions what team we think is going to get the first overall pick in the draft. Spoiler, I'm probably saying Seattle. I think they're terrible. So now looking at their offensive line, honestly, when you – so Abraham Lucas is a really good player, and he is going to work for them as a right tackle. And Charles Cross is going to work for them. I mean, you know, it's still got to play out, but but it looks like they have the makings of of finding the bookends for their offensive line. I really like Mafe coming out. Um, I don't know that Minnesota did him any favors the way they played him, dropping him they off did the ball. They really did. Super confusing what they did with him. And then looking at like uh, Tariq Wooten, who's a really long, tall corner. They had a very good draft class. They really did. It's just. This is, you know, for all the Lions fans out there, you really need to figure out the quarterback position. It doesn't matter how great your draft classes are. If you can't figure yeah. out the quarterback position, it doesn't matter how good everything else is around you. It just doesn't. You can't you can't come on a draft night with Geno Smith and Drew Locke as your two quarterbacks and have a good draft night. No. no. <laughs> okay. Like it, it's true. impossible. You could That's you could true. draft like nine Ray Lewises and you still had a bad night. Like you got to yeah, you're, you're very capped. Yes. Yeah, and and you're also pushing everything back a year without yeah. uh, without trying. And so Kenji makes a point here. He says maybe the Seahawks are saving to get a QB in next year's draft, but to get CJ Stroud or to get Bryce Young, they'll need a pick that requires the coaching staff to all get fired. Yep, which is not a horrible thing if you're the Seahawks. You need to no. move on from them. No, no. Uh, I mean, the ownership might be tanking here, and they learned from uh, Stephen Ross in Miami. Like, we're not going to tell Pete Carroll to lose games. We're just going to have a play Drew Locke. Yeah, I mean, you might need, you might not need to tell Pete Carroll anything. He's going to lose some games for you anyway. <laughs> hey, we're gonna we're gonna draft Kenny Walker, and we're just going to run. Okay, good luck. All right, third third place in this division this year. I have the Los Angeles Rams. Wow. Right. Yeah. So. What is that? It's white rice. It's Cooper Cup. <laughs> the statements I'll from Scott and I are, the statements from Scott and I are not indicative of the, the host of the show today. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think can't the think Cardinals are gonna be better than the Rams. Yeah, bro. I do. Are you wow? I do. Okay, you're, okay. The I'm gonna reach you across can... the you know. Yeah interweb yeah. lines and shake your hand and we're going to make a gentleman's bet on that one. <laughs> I a mean, dollar, a dollar, a crisp dollar bill. That's not, that's not even worth me keeping the show running. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the Rams finishing third in this division. Now I want to be clear. The Rams could win this division. There's only one bad team out of the seven we're going to discuss, and it's the Seahawks. Every other team in every other division could conceivably win the division. I have the Rams finishing third in this division uh, for a couple reasons. Uh, The first is that I think that the offenses in San Francisco and Arizona are just going to be better offenses in general. The Rams... Uh, took some hits on the offensive line. They have Cam Akers off the Achilles. They're going to try to run back Darrell Henderson. They only brought in Kyron Williams. Their running game is going to be almost non-existent. They brought in Allen Robinson in free agency, which is a move I like. Like I think that they're still going to be a very good team, but somebody has to finish third, and I think the other two teams made big additions to get a lot better, and all three of these teams made the playoffs last year. So, and we have we an have- aging Matt Stafford who's already showing arm issues. 
and if we're just looking at sort of like from a you know 50,000 is this the term for 50,000 am I making this up what's the view from space kind of thing um, it's, it's the 34,000 view thank you okay so, that's that's an airplane but still it's the same the same point we got it we got it space uh, <laughs> if there's a quarterback who you're you who we think might miss a bunch of time it could be Stafford and if Stafford does miss a bunch of time then yeah this is reasonable for them to be in this position who's their backup quarterback it doesn't matter correct it's not Chase Daniel it's not Jimmy Garoppolo so it doesn't matter uh they're toast they could trade for Mitch Trubisky I guess so they could trade for Joe Flacco early in the season we kind of need him until Zachy boy shows up Oh, yeah, why God. would the Jets trade their best quarterback? Oh, it's actually White God. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's see, not pictured above. That's Cooper Cup. You got me. See, see, see. You got me calling a White Mike now. See, thank you for that. Well, that's his name. I mean, what you call it's Mike, name? It's Mike White, not White Mike. Since when? It's Mike White, bro. No, no, no. That's a fake birth certificate. <laughs> I'm going to send my own investigators out. They're going to find the real one. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Slow your roll, Chief. No, White Mike was born in Kenya. <laughs> so anyways, the point is, is that the Rams also didn't have any first or second round picks this year to further strengthen their team. So they lose Von Miller. They, I mean, they're talented, obviously. They won the Super Bowl. They lose Von Miller. They lost Odell Beckham, at least until like Thanksgiving, if they resign him. They bring in Allen Robinson, who's a question mark. I think he's a good gamble, but he's still a question mark. And then in the draft, they add nobody particularly impactful, which when we're comparing them to the next two teams is important. Like if the Rams were in the NFC North, I would take them to win. If they were the NFC East, I would take them to win. If they're the NFC South, I'd coin flip them with the Bucks. Like I don't think they're bad. I just think everybody else is that is a little bit better. Well everybody else took a, a bigger jump right. uh, from the where they were last year to where they are now. Yes. No. The 2022 Vegas win total was 10 and a half. Cleve, you said the Rams would win 14 games this year. So you are clearly in on the Rams. Uh, what do you, what's your take here on this team? Remember, I told you I, was, I want them to run it back. I want them to either one of the Super Bowl contenders to run it back. One of those teams to either the Bengals or the Rams to go back. What are the odds? What odds will you give me that neither of them make the playoffs? Make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. That both the teams in the Super Bowl last year missed the playoffs this year. I mean, that would take like like Scott said, that would take Stafford getting hurt or or Joe Burrow just getting annihilated. Like he, either quarterback goes out, that might. I think that can both play. happen though. Yeah, but I'm saying injury. I mean, injuries are can happen to anybody. I'm just I'm saying like cross the interstate web lines again, and we're gonna another crisp dollar. No, no, I need odds on that one. Obviously, I'm not betting straight oh, up that okay. the Bengals and Rams are. I'm, that's what I'm asking. What sort of odds could I get on that? Because I two actually think one. that that's There's two teams, two teams, two to one. Mm-hmm. Scott, you know, I actually gamble, right? That's not going to work. <laughs> I know you gamble. Everything's 50 50. It either happens or it doesn't. <laughs> that's got to be like a, a 35 to one type of deal, right? 40? Oh, uh, 35 to one. I'll, I'll take it. You want to bet 10 bucks? I'll bet you $1. Okay, fine. If one of those five dollars in your pocket, sir. Oh, accepted, accepted, okay. accepted. Yeah, thirty-five to one. There's, there's no way it's that long. Is somebody uh, keeping track of these, uh, these wagers we're did, making? Oh, he is. I'm pretty. He is. I'm pretty sure. I <laughs> yeah, owe him like so, I owe him like a lot. 
Yeah, so we've got uh, – yeah, Cleve owes me seven sessions. <laughs> um, and then uh, Scott's going to owe me 100 when Eli walks in the Hall of Fame after five years, and then he's owing me another $35 if both these teams miss the playoffs. So – but that's all right. I'm the Hall of Fame? E- Eli Manning, first ballot. And I have $100 on this – how – what? You bet $100 gets me that he would not be a first ballot Hall of Famer. When did I do this? Yeah, yeah. When it's was on, this? This is on stream. This is on stream. So you, you are you are that. in trouble, sir. You gotta find that, bro. I have no memory of this. <laughs> <laughs> Likely Jeez. story, huh? He will not be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Not happening. Well, all right. Well, we're gonna find you heard out. it here first. So, anyways, though, Cleve, the point is that you really like the Rams this year. Now, do you want them to win fourteen, or do you think they're going to win fourteen? I want them to win 14, but, you know, realistically, probably what Vegas has, maybe nine. Okay. Maybe nine. Well, nine nine in this division might not cut it for the playoffs. Okay. So, number two in the division, oh, we got the split here. Of the, I mean, this draft class, Scott, we're not even going to get into it. Kyron Williams was good at Notre Dame, but ran like a 5-5-40 or something. So, it doesn't matter. Uh, what team do I finish in second in this division, Scott? Who do you think? It has – if it's not Arizona, we're going to uh, – yeah, it's gonna we'll be have a to problem. place a wager on it. Let's see here. It is Arizona. Yeah. Oh, I I knew it. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, playing right now. <laughs> and if you're listening on the podcast, we know what Cleve is laughing at. There's a link down below. We are YouTube live stream. You can watch us live on YouTube uh, <laughs> to see the logo for the Arizona Cardinals. It's just Kyler playing video games. <laughs> now, what what you can't see in this photo is this is actually ten minutes before kicking the playoffs last year. <laughs> he was studying. He's got his four hours a week. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I like Arizona to finish second uh, in this division. And, Cleve, once again, you were right. You were right on the money. Eight and a half win total for Vegas. You said eight. But eight in this division could end up being last place. So, I mean, not last place because Seattle, but last out of the three good ones. Do you think the Cardinals finish third in this division? Yeah, I do. Because okay. I, I, I forgot Nuke, Nuke was suspended still. I thought it was four games for some reason. Six. Not six. Yeah. Four games. It's not like he has multiple sexual assault accusers. He did performance-enhancing drugs, okay? Wow. Lord, help him if he actually bet on a game. Then we'd be a real problem. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, Nuke has gone for six games. They did trade their first-round pick for Hollywood Brown on draft night. A couple things here. Hollywood Brown did go to college with Kyler Murray at Oklahoma where they put up insane numbers and led me to a college football fantasy championship. Just going to put that out there. Um, So that was was pretty great. But, you know, I think Hollywood Brown, if if Hollywood Brown comes in to play the Christian Kirk role, that's a massive upgrade, isn't it, Scott? I don't know. I am still – so I don't I don't know that I, the whole Baltimore Ravens Hollywood Brown thing was confusing because I know he he talked about he talked openly about wanting a better situation for him right but he got peppered with targets last year he really did he had, yeah. didn't he have like 130 plus targets yes it, it's just like I don't know that when Hopkins is back I don't know that he's that kind of a volume play but then I look at the size and I just think. I don't know. I just I don't know. I, you know, um, they have very small receivers between it, him and Rondale Moore, and you know what I mean. Yeah, like, st- standing next to Rondale Moore, Hollywood Brown is Mike Evans. He's a monster. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, you know, I don't know that. 
I don't know that I would have given up a first round pick for for Hollywood Brown if I was Arizona. I understand why they did it. I just think the Ravens did a really nice job of taking well, advantage I, of a player and, you know. I, I wouldn't have done it either when 20 minutes later, the Eagles got A.J. Brown for the same price. Yeah. that that That's what made that. I think that actually is what colors people's feelings about this trade is that the Eagles turned around and got A.J. Brown for the exact same cost that Arizona played paid for Hollywood Brown. And then that obviously is a market error that they should not have that they should not have committed. But I, I, um, I like Hollywood Brown. He's been efficient when he plays. Now, part of that's because Lamar Jackson is so such a danger with his legs, but so is Kyler Murray. So I think he's a good fit. I think he's a good fit for the team and he wanted out of Baltimore too. So he played well last year. He wanted to trade last off season. I know. And it's like, you know, it almost feels like Baltimore, what I'm saying, I almost feel like Baltimore knew this was coming. So they really peppered him to boost his value. If that makes sense. Yeah. I know that doesn't make a ton of sense because that's not how you play. Well, they only had him and Mark Andrews. Yeah, but it's not like the, it's not like a team is going to say, you know, these seventeen games be damned. We're going to just load him up with with targets so we can get a you know a pick next year. But yeah. still, I mean, it helped them. He's he's a very explosive player. It's just does he fit out there, and can he physically hold up? Because I think he is like their alpha for the first half of the season. I really do. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work for him. Cleve, I have a question for you. Through the first eight games of the 2021 season, there was a quarterback who had scored more fantasy points per game than any quarterback through the first eight games of any season since World War II. Who was it? It wasn't Lamar, was it? No, it was Kyler. Really? Remember, the Cardinals ripped out to like a 7-1 start last year. They were oh, doing yeah, great, yeah. and he got and hurt. Then, and yeah. Yeah. People, like, we the end of the year because the playoffs are the most important and it's the most recent. It really does sort of color how we judge these things. The first half of the year last year, Kyler was the MVP. The first half of last season. I mean, if he comes back to that same level again, and to me, you upgrade Holly Christian Kirk to Hollywood Brown, even though this defense is not going to be good. They're going to be involved in a lot of fun games. That's why I think they're, they're going to move up past the Rams. I just think that they, got a bit more back. Mm. So let's take a look at their uh, their draft here. Now, nobody here really jumps out to me, Scott, really. Trey McBride, of course, uh, tight end, Colorado State, go Rams. So that's cool. But they still have Zach Ertz, uh, the shambling corpse of Zach Ertz, but they have him for another year. Is there yeah. anybody else on here, Scott, that jumps out to you like, oh, that was a good pick, good value, good prospect? Uh, Cam Thomas is a good player, but you know, um, middle of the middle of the draft, kind of a defensive end. It's going to take a little time. Uh, you know, I mean, they need somebody. They need somebody to step up for them on defense. It's just I don't know that they did much. I don't. You know, uh, I mean, it, it's not a great way to answer your question. I didn't love their draft class, but it was okay. So, uh, one other thing here before I do move on to the uh, future champion of this division, uh, Cleve, check out this comment from Paul. Sarah Palin lost her special election to the I Alaska Senate. I saw that. That's <laughs> man, she was this close to a heartbeat away from the presidency. Not this close because Obama whooped John McCain, but you know what I mean. Like it was. 
she you know, didn't know she didn't know the access powers were was in World War Two. Yeah, she thought it would have made her car move. Um, <laughs> I, you know, people talk about like Trump and like all this and whatever, but these folks have been crazy long before that because Sarah Palin was bonkers, unqualified. And I had a coworker back in Michigan who was just like the most right wing crazy person, definitely a Trump person now. I remember when she was named the vice president, gave her speech and the next day at work, he was like, can she just be the nominee? And I was like, bro, your nominee is John McCain. <laughs> you want her? So like these people have been crazy forever. I just wanted to put that out there. This is not like a recent Trump phenomenon. It's just he just amplified, amplified the crazy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a, a, in a lot of ways, yes. Yes, and so I'm going to uh, very uh, terribly segue that, amplifying what was already there to the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers have already had decent quarterback play, but now was the time. Now was the time. I'm not a believer. Here comes Trey Lance. Here comes Trey Lance. This year's super, this year's NFL MVP. Next year, I'll be broadcasting the show from a yacht. Come on, Trey, one time. Week, <laughs> Let's week do it. Four. What is your roster ownership numbers on Trey Lance? On in Best Ball Mania three, it's twenty three percent at an average ADP of around and a half um, ahead or, yeah. or behind. So good to the good. And on DraftKings, it's like twenty two percent, like two rounds ahead because he was going so low and with the recent jimmy g news his price is coming down a little bit again so i'm just gonna keep packing just keep packing those bags but cleave the reason that trade that everybody's so high on trey lance is that last year when he started a couple games he played a little bit unlike justin fields kyle shahan actually called rushing plays for trey lance when you took those rushing plays combined with his um uh scrambling like how often he scrambled who was passing to project him this year, even after like doing fancy mathematical regressions and other things I don't understand, he was still being projected for like 1,300 yards rushing, which is insane. Like he's not going to do that, but like that's where the projection was. In other words, his rushing floor is through the roof. On top of that, he gets to throw to Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and Brandon Ayuk. And he's got a team that has a good defense and can win games with Jimmy G at quarterback. He could end up being just a middle, I mean, an average, the most average passer. He could be Tua as a passer. I don't mean accuracy. I mean, like, dynamic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's going to put up insane numbers, um, yep. which is exactly what exactly what I'm looking for. Now, Ben is out here saying, is this a repeat? This isn't a repeat because Trey Lance has actually been named the starter this year, first and foremost. Uh, should have probably been the starter last year. But unlike Seattle, they at least took a guy to have ready to go when their middling quarterback proved that he that he couldn't do it. So that's the bull case on, on Trey Lance. Cleve, give the bear case on Trey Lance. Week five, Jimmy comes in. Week five? Week five, yeah. Um I, I so their first six games, I, I know they open with the Bears. Pretty sure they get to beat up on your Jets in there at some point, but they open with like four four easy games out of the first six. I don't think I don't think they're going to beat us. I don't think they. I, I I'm being one hundred percent serious. I don't think they're going to beat us. 
you do realize that they finished a game away from the Super Bowl with the Jimmy G last year. Yeah, but any given Sunday, anyone can win or lose, bro. Oh, it's a 50-50, right? Somebody's going to yeah. win, somebody's going to lose? Yeah, yeah. You said that like about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I got I to gotta pull for my boys. Come on, man. Okay, so we heard it here first. If the Jets play the 49ers this year, uh, I really I just think you're salty because the Jets took Zach Wilson and Lance with the next pick, and this year you're going to finally see just how big of a mistake the Jets the Jets made in this situation. Now, Cleve, David. 2020. Yes, sir. Are you serious? Yeah, you don't take Zach Wilson over Trey Lance. That's insane. That's insane. Let's hear Scott out. Um, Dave's talking from a fantasy standpoint. Oh, no, real life, real life football. You don't take Zach Wilson over Trey Lance. It's nuts. Absolutely bonkers. You don't take over Justin Fields either. You don't take Trey Lance over Justin Fields either. Also bonkers. But see, Zach Wilson for sure. Scott, talk to me, man. I so Dave has had an irrational love for Justin Fields for a very long time. It's very uh, rational, it's, actually, but it's irrational. It's it's something we've gone over back and forth on. What is the deal with you and Zach Wilson? I mean, did he? I would crack a no, joke. He, but I don't know the family <laughs> dynamic at play, and I'm not. I don't no, know. No, no, no. As 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 far as far as I know, he has not made a pass at my mother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yet, yet, uh, yet, yet. Um. I mean, she's lovely. If they met, you never know. But I don't. I don't think that uh, that's happened quite yet. No, the problem with Zach Wilson is that when compared to these other prospects, he's inferior in every way possible, except for production on the field versus Trey Lance, of course. But Zach Wilson put up huge numbers at BYU, which doesn't count. It counts a little bit. Yeah, Dave. That's inferior a little, that's a little, in what way, though? Like, which way is it? That's slighted. Trey Lance is bigger, stronger, faster, right? Like, he is just okay. he's, he's a better athlete all the way around at a time when you want athletes playing the quarterback position. Like, Zach Wilson's, Zach Wilson's ceiling is like good Baker Mayfield. Trey Lance's ceiling is like better Cam Newton. Like there's, there's just no question who has more upside and who you would take if you're the Jets and you're terrible. It'd be Justin Fields. Then after that would be Trey Lance. Zach Wilson is is not it. Like Zach Wilson is is he's basically Baker all over again. We already learned this lesson. I'm confused as to why he's Baker all over again. Because he's small, he runs around like crazy, makes plays on the move, can scramble a little bit, but ultimately can't make the plays, and he'll be out of the league in four years. So will Justin. So will Justin Fields and this guy right here. They, they won't be around uh, four years. Uh, yeah, no, Justin Fields. Justin Fields and Trey Lance will both still be here. Now, Justin Fields might not be with the Bears, but he'll still he'll still be somewhere. Um, but no, Zach Zach Wilson will not be a Jet. See, I, th- I think into the Zach 2025 Wilson season and the things now I, I get it. I get the comparison to Baker just a touch because he does like to freelance a little bit, but those are also the plays that where he's making things happen outside the structure of your offense where you want him to do those things. Um, but I think his raw talent is on his raw talent is not touch Justin Fields. 
does not touch Justin Fields or our talent. Justin Fields, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence were the top two players in middle school all throughout high school. They were the top two players in college. Justin Fields lost like two games at Ohio State. He beat Clemson. He beat so we, Alabama. So, it's so, a so three to seven ratio. It runs a four four three. Like, right. So that's what I'm saying. Like. Dave, I just brought up I brought up it was a mistake to not take Trey Lance and take Zach Wilson instead because Cleve was saying the Jets were gonna win. That's how we got over got over to that. Shit on, on, on Zach Williams, um, I'm sorry, Zach Wilson's college career saying that it doesn't matter, but then you're jerking off these guys to their college wins. Well, for Ohio, yes, at Ohio State, yes, it does matter that you like beat Alabama and Clemson well at Ohio State. What I'm saying is that putting up gaudy numbers is important in college, but it didn't matter for Andre Ware, and it doesn't matter for Zach Wilson because when you do it and against it, nobody, it, it won't matter for it won't matter for these two guys either. They got to do it in the NFL. I'm telling you, Jimmy G's gonna Jimmy G's gonna play ball for the 49ers this year without thinking, an injury. I'm thinking week five. No, because this guy won't be able to produce on the field, and he's gonna be pulled. So you, so he's going to get benched. He won't be hurt. He's going to get benched. Correct. Yes. Well, hundred percent incorrect. Well, hundred percent incorrect. Like for one thing, again, a landing spot is important, right? If Zach Wilson ended up on the 49ers, he might be in a stronger position because when you get the throw to Debo and to Ayuk and to George Kittle, that really helps. But there's no way to look at Trey Lance after what happened with Josh Allen and be like, we'd rather have Zach Wilson. When you, That's when my you point. say when you say design runs for a quarterback in the league now. That's not a good thing. That's a like great you, thing. You don't want these guys running. It's a great getting, thing for getting fantasy out. production. Yes. It's a great thing for it's a great thing for production production. That's what makes Josh Allen so good. He is their goal line threat. You need to have a running threat from the quarterback position to free up a defender. I mean, that's, that's exactly it. Within, within that? ten years, within within ten years, there will be like two statuesque quarterbacks in the league. Did, right? Did you not see like the seventy yard? touchdown run he made against the Jaguars did you not see it I'm not saying that Zach Wilson is not is not uh athletic I'm not saying he's necessarily going to be a failure I'm more bullish on Zach Wilson in general than Cleve is what I'm saying is it is insane to look at Zach Wilson and to look at Justin Fields and to pick Zach Wilson instead Zach Wilson over Trey Lance I can see because Trey Lance played like one game during the COVID year and whatever they both played lower level competition that I can see I wasn't but not not Justin Fields I wasn't arguing the pick. I wasn't arguing to pick like us, you know, and maybe we didn't we did make a mistake picking picking him with our pick. What I what I'm saying is that you're discounting a guy that's been in the league for two years, right? And you're taking a shit all over him because of where he where he plays. I'm telling you, this uh Trey Lance, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. Because he looks like dog you. shit. In the uh, in in the preseason, only once in in the in the third game. But he started two games last year and looked perfectly fine. Like it's not like he hasn't played in the NFL yet. Like he's looked fine. Scott's referencing one play against Jacksonville that that Zach Wilson had. Lance looked perfectly fine uh, last year as well. Yeah, However, Dave, I'm with you with Lance. I think Lance is going to be a very very good quarterback. A yes, very good quarterback. Yes, but. Yes. Especially because of where he is, like going to San Francisco really helps. Like the coach is good, the talent's good. Like oh, the, the fact that he's landed in San Francisco is important. The coach is good now because the coach, sure. the coach went to a Super Bowl and an NFC title game with Jimmy G. I would say the coach is is he can't be bad. <laughs> he's not Pete Carroll. <laughs> okay. If Jimmy G had coached the Ford, had coached the Seahawks or quarterback the Seahawks for the last ten years, Pete Carroll would have won three games. 
it didn't matter to coaching. Jimmy G couldn't make the throw when it counted. Yeah, coach called the play. Um, anyways, the point is a little bit of a tangent there. Um, so the point is that the the San Francisco 49ers are the best roster top to bottom in the division. They have a quarterback now who's an even better fit for what they were doing before because of the immense rushing threat. And not just like, oh, this dude can't run. This guy is an excellent rusher of the football. He's a perfect fit for what they want to do. They you know get who some- reminds me of a lot? Seriously, like this is the, a real deal. For me, it's it's like watching Steve McNair. Yeah, except faster. The heaviness, yes. The, a little faster, real heavy player. You mm-hmm. can run quarterback draws with him. You can do a lot of those things, but people discount him as a passer, and it's like, I think it's early to be People discounting. still discount McNair. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> right. But, so question for you guys. Would you rather have Debo at his ADP or Ayuk? And I think it's a no-brainer on one side of it. Well, I, I think it's a no-brainer, too. Uh, so, Cleve, Debo Samuel is currently going in the second round of fantasy drafts. Brandon Ayuk is going in the sixth or seventh round. Which of those two would you rather have, given their price? I mean, I'll take Debo. See, for me, I would rather take Ayuk in round four than take Debo in round four. I know well, Debo's bold. never going to be in the round four. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's playing, I just think that I'm not, you know, from, I, I think. Oh, I, you were saying like if they were evenly priced. If No, I'm just You're saying like, right I, now, if I'm in a draft and it's the middle of round four, I'm taking Ayuk, even if Debo's on the board. If you're I in a think, draft right now and it's the middle of round four and Debo's on the board, you've already won your league because you're drafting with morons. So congratulations. Go ahead and spend that money. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, I think I think what Lance does as a player and what their offense is going to be is a lot more conducive to what Ayuk is as a player and less than it than what what Jimmy G turned Debo into, if that makes sense. Yes. I, I mean, I, I would not be surprised if Ayuk straight up this year had more receiving yards than Debo Samuel. That would not be yeah. That would not be shocking. Touchdowns are going to be all over the place. Yeah, you know who knows because yeah. that's just going to be a good team. But the, but even further to the point for this division with having the 49ers as the champions here, it's a good division. If the 49ers, the Cardinals, or the Rams won this division, nobody would be shocked, right, Cleef? Correct. I, I'm I'm locked up with that. Uh, Cleve, a name you're going to want to know from the draft this year is Danny Gray out of SMU. He was a wide receiver that took him in the third round. I think he actually ran the 40-yard dash in negative time. He's fast. Oh, shit. Guy's a blur. Greg Jackson is a really good defensive end. I thought he could have been a late round one player. Mm-hmm. A really, really good player. And then uh, Tyrion Davis-Price is a great fit for what that offense, for, for that wide zone stuff that they run. I, I agree. They they need another slow plotting guy who can't get yards out. They cut Trey Sermon. I think TDP is a great fit. <laughs> I don't think Trey Sermon ever understood uh, the scheme. I think that was a bad pick they made. Well, I've been talking up Ohio State for Justin Fields, so I can't say anything bad about Trey Sermon now, I guess, but I, I kind of <laughs> want to. So, um, all right. So now we're going to get into the uh, – uh, oh, Tariq Castro Fields in the sixth round out of Penn State is a decent pick as well. He's okay. So, into the AFC West. The AFC West 
is wide open this year. I legitimately think any one of these teams could win this division if things went right for them. But Scott, what team do you think I have in fourth place in the AFC West? Um, boy, I is it the Chargers? It is not. Okay. There you go, Cleve. Okay, that's good. That's good. I thought you may have been, you may have been trolling someone if you if you were to have. No, 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 no. It is, but it is, it is uh uh the Chokeland, the Chokeland Raiders here. I guess they didn't choke last year because they didn't make the playoffs. Um, so there's that, and they lost. They lost to the Bengals in the wild card round. Cleve, you have some explaining to do here. Their Vegas win total is eight and a half. You told me that the Raiders would win fourteen games this year. <laughs> Um, so probably not going to win 14 games this year. (laughs) (laughs) You'd like to revise that, would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Um, yeah, we're looking at probably what Vegas has that eight win team. So you're going all the way, all the way back down to eight from 14. What, what changed your mind? What made you slide that all the way back down? I just well watching some of the preseason and kind of just seeing a certain seeing certain things and I'm like I don't know if this team is going to be the same um, set up. I mean they got Adams so that should give them some uh, take the top off the defense. But I don't I don't know I, I when a guy comes in you got to sync up with him. I, I don't know how quick that's going to happen with with Adams and um and Carr. So Scott, you're a uh, draft scout guy. Can you talk about Carr and uh, Devontae Adams at Fresno State? They went bananas together. Yeah, they really did. Um, I mean, I I have thought for a while Derek Carr is a very underrated quarterback. I you know he gets a little he gets bagged on a touch, but he's a good quarterback. I, I don't think he's a top ten quarterback, so to speak. But I think he's right in that. You know, uh, he's a he's a he's better than a, replace, a replacement level quarterback. He is. Yeah. Uh, now, the Darren Waller situation is is going to be interesting to see how that pans out. My thoughts are is that whatever has been holding him back in camp is a financial related matter and not Agreed. necessarily a, a health issue. Agreed. Um, so thinking about that offense with Hunter run for a lot of the slot and Waller as your tight end flexed out. And Adams, who's literally uncoverable, um, I, I just – this is a team that could have a really, really explosive offense. It could. I just don't know that they're stopping anybody on defense. And in this division, when you look around, look at the offenses they're going to be playing against. Uh, you know, Cleve, what do you think? what do you think about them uh, bringing in Josh McDaniels to be head coach? No, no, that was a good move. That was a good move. So I think, I mean, I think it was a good move as well. You know, he got a lot of grief for his time with uh, Denver, but he had two things going against him um, when he you was know. in Denver. Number one, yeah. Number one, he was an arrogant jackass and like 33 years old. And number two, Tim Tebow. Um, a, a different type of arrogant. Um, uh, Patriots arrogance. Yeah. So, um, I, I was going to make a 2008 Florida joke, but but I won't. So the, uh, yeah, I, uh, I won't. Um, I'm just saying, I think I might still rather hang out with Riley Cooper than Tim Tebow there. I said it. So 
feelings probably not mutual, but um, I, yeah, I think that he went back to New England and I think he knew he'd get another opportunity. So he spent like 10 years learning how to be a head coach. Um, Ben's killing me, bro. Yeah, Ben's so ben, me. Ben, ben says Ben says Cleve going from fourteen to eight wins is this podcast equivalent of Blake Masters' website? I just shaved off like seven. Did he, did he scrub the site? <laughs> he did. He scrubbed the site. Um, Cleve no longer Cleve no longer believes that there should be no wins at all, no exceptions for any reason. There should be no wins. Nope, he's walking that. He no back. longer believes this. We don't need a full ban on wins, right? Context oh, matters. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the John Gruden apology. Did you see that? Did you guys see that? Tell me, you guys I saw did. that. I didn't. Did you see it, Scott? No. You guys got to see it. I might I might still have it. I might send it to you. He apologized, saying, "Hey, this was wrong, but I'm a good guy. I've been married thirty whatever years. Like I have black friends. Like." <laughs> Oh, oh my god! No, well, he just I'm, I'm being, but it okay, was a, it was on a level of that. Like it was like I'm sorry, but not sorry. I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. I got caught. It was that. I I just want to coach again. That's re- literally what he said. Okay, okay, yeah, I did see that. He said, uh, "But I'm a good person," and I think my eyes rolled back on my head so far that by the time <laughs> they came back around again, the Twitter timeline had updated and something well, else was. And he, and he also cried a little bit, which was I don't know what. I don't know what that's supposed to do, but he, he was like he was like begging for pity. I don't know. It's just it was a weird apology. Well, there's going to be a jury coming up soon, right? Are we? <laughs> is that happening? Donald know. Trump getting indicted is going to be a great thing for John Gruden. <laughs> yeah, takes the pressure <laughs> off. It sure, it sure, it sure will. Um, yeah, it is absolutely going to. So. Uh, the Raiders, so again, the Raiders, I'm with you, Scott. I think they have a dynamic offense. I think Devontae Adams is good, independent of Aaron Rodgers. We might even see this year that Aaron Rodgers is quite a bit better because of Devontae Adams. So I saw like Devontae Adams this year quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. They're just the worst of four good to great teams, right? I think the Raiders are a favorite in like half the divisions of football. So, um, you know, it's, I'm not really knocking them too much, but in that division, like if it, if it goes off the rails, they can still finish like four and 13. It'd be good, decent. Yeah, and, and you, you look at the draft. I know that they gave up their first round pick, right? But Dylan Parham's a good player. He's a good yes. interior offensive lineman. And Zamir White, Zamir White's very intriguing in that offense. Yes. Yeah. For for the listeners who may not know, uh, Zamir White, known as Zeus White, was a five star. Uh, Cleveland Zeus White was a five-star number one running back, like top five overall player in the country coming out of high school, mm-hmm. tore both ACLs in college. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so he never like quite got up and running <laughs> in college, mm-hmm. but I have, I have a feeling that as he gets, you know, away from the injuries a little bit, that the fourth round is going to be pretty low for him. And you know, how I don't value running backs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, and, and for them to move away from some of the running backs they've had and not extend and not, you know, Jacobs didn't get the fifth-year, you know, extension. So it's like, you know, is this yeah. is White going to be potentially the guy? That's their year? plan. He, he He's yeah. he's the running back. of the. I mean, they'll probably draft another one in the same range next yeah. year. 
sure. to get to, to, but yeah, he's definitely in the plans for the future. Uh, one thing I can confidently say, Thayer Munford is awful. Yeah. Yeah. He is not a good, he's, he is not good. Um, but it's round seven. It's like, you know, yeah. Yeah. You hope maybe you can coach him a little bit better, I guess, but he certainly has the size, but he was not good at Ohio state. Even when Ohio state was killing everybody, he was always, he was always a, uh, a sore spot. The number three team I have in the division is the Denver Broncos. Uh, Cleve, what do you think about that? Yeah, I'm cool with cool with Russ. <clears throat> so the Broncos finishing third in division. Vegas win total ten. Cleve, you have nine, so you're about right there with them. Do you want to scale them back seven wins as well, or are you going to leave them where they're at? <laughs> um, now I'm leaving where they're at. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. Last year they go seven and ten, fourth in the AFC uh, West. Uh, ignore them, made the playoffs somehow, got destroyed by Kansas City. That is left over from whoever was there last week. Who made? Oh, Pittsburgh. This must have been Pittsburgh's spot. Uh, so ignore that. The Broncos definitively did not make the playoffs last year. My apologies. Um, so they stole they stole Russ Wilson from Seattle via trade. We discussed that earlier. They finally fired Vic Fangio, and they brought in Nathaniel Hackett, the former offensive coordinator for Green Bay. Cleve, my question is, if the offensive coordinator for Green Bay, is that a person or is it Aaron Rodgers? It's Aaron Rodgers. Right. So, like, is this another Adam Gase situation? Most likely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's possible. Uh, Scott, what do you think? Um... It makes me wonder when, I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers has been Aaron Rodgers for a while. Uh, when was Hackett, when did he, when was he last the OC for Green Bay? Last year. Yeah. He was the year definitely before. Not the, he is definitely not the coordinator last year. Um, in fact, I wouldn't think with Lafleur in Green Bay, I would think that he would have kind of ran the offensive show for things for. That's true. That's as true. As long as he's been there. So. Um, I mean, I, you know, it could be Adam Gase, but with the, with as much talent as they have on offense in Russell Wilson, you would think that it would still be okay. Uh, they have Javante Williams, who I think is a strong running back breakout candidate, uh, second round pick last year out of North Carolina, according to pro football focus, like the most forced tackles missed out of any running back, but given yeah. enough carries last year, powerful, fast, you know, he's going to further prove the point that you don't need to use first round picks on running backs to get a good one, but that's not going to stop this year. when We get like four running backs in the first round, but Javante Williams Cleve, that's the name to keep in mind. Javante Williams is somebody we're going to be bringing up unless you think he sucks too, like Trey Lance. <laughs> he's a monster. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think, and Melvin Gordon is still there, but I think as the year wears on Melvin Gordon's impact is going to, get lesser and lesser and Javante's going to rise and rise. And by the end of the year, he will just have completely, completely taken it over. Looking at their draft class here, we've got Greg Dulcich. Um, Greg Dulcich is a tight end third round out of UCLA. They were saying he was beating out Albert O to be a starter, but he's going to be out with the first four games with um, a hamstring injury or some sort. Scott, anybody else on this draft class? Any good? Uh, Benito is a good player and he went in a really nice spot. Um, but again, but it's linebacker, so it's a little bit like that's the running back of the defense. If they're not impacting the the passing game all that much, then how much value is there? You know, like right. Um, 
you know, um, Mathis was a good cornerback. You know, again, it's it's not a great class. Uh, it's not a great draft class. You're, I mean, if if Dulcich comes in and next year maybe unseats Albert O kind of thing, uh, okay, that's cool. But this is an offense that's ready to roll. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, it should be a very good team. It really should be. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think so too. Uh, defense is good. They have uh, Patrick Sertan, uh, the second, who is a hit, which is good for them because they passed on fields for uh, for him last year. But it looks like he's gonna he's gonna work out. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Not like fields. <laughs> now I remember. <laughs> shut up, Scott. I do remember. Uh, um, last year in the preview, I did say that. At every point in their career so far, Sertan the second was better than Sertan senior, and I think that's going to end up being the case. Like he's better in high school, he's better in college, he's better as a rookie. I think he's just going to keep going. I think mm-hmm. Junior is actually going to be like a real, real top level, top level corner. Okay, we have two teams left in the best division of football. Cleve, who do I have finishing second in the AFC West? Is it the Chargers? Scott, who had a finishing second in the AFC West? It's the Chiefs. It is, in fact, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. This is um Look this at was Cleve this was a scare pick. Total. There you go. Yeah, Cleve nailed the win total again. Ten and a half from Vegas, ten from Cleve. Um Cleve, I can't believe you're not just betting these things, just crushing. Just crushing these wins. Well, you put effects. you put me on a spot because I had nowhere to look at this. Like, remember, we did this on the spot. It was like no, no intel, no anything. You just like, hey, win, give me the win total. Remember? Yeah, but but here's the thing. I'm gonna do it again next year, but yeah. you'll forget. It's so be on the spot again. <laughs> I'm picking helmet colors. <laughs> yeah. And besides, what were you gonna be doing? Fighting off snakes in these in these apartment units while looking up the win oh, totals? Boy. No, you would have shown up anyways. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, so the Chiefs had a very adventurous offseason. They traded Tyreek Hill to Miami for numerous good draft picks. What I thought was a fantastic trade, actually, for both sides. I thought it was a good trade, but amazing yeah. for Kansas City to get out from under that as Tyreek's getting a little a little bit older. They signed Juju Smith-Schuster, Marcus Velas-Scantling, and Ronald Jones in free agency. My last note for this team is that Travis Kelsey does turn 33 this season at some point. It's just going to fall off for him. Does not mean it's going to be this season. But if all of a sudden Kelsey is looking like Zach Ertz, it, it could, yeah, it could happen. Because just like Ertz, it goes fast when it goes. <laughs> Zach Ertz. Uh, so, Cleve, what are your uh, overall thoughts on Kansas City this year? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay right where I'm at. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that keep that locked keep that locked in with Vegas. Okay, so right now you do have the Chiefs winning the division, but we'll see when we get to the Chargers. Since you moved the Raiders from 14 down to 8. Shaved <laughs> off 7. <laughs> <laughs> just just, uh, just to be safe. Scott, do you think the Chiefs can um, replace, not let me the explosion, but the, the efficiency and the value and the production of Tyreek Hill with uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Margus Veldes-Scantling, and my boy Sky Moore? I do think they can. I think they can replace. I don't know that they're going to replace the the big explosive plays, but I think they can become a much more efficient offense, uh, staying within the design of the offense. It's kind of like 
it's some of the talk is that one, so Tyreek Hill comes with a lot of drama and there's a lot of stuff that you have to deal with on a daily, you know, a day-to-day basis with him. But one yes. of the things that happens on the field is that Mahomes gets enamored with uh, trying to extend plays, feeling like at some point in time, Tyreek Hill is going to get open. And that at times imploded their offense. So now you've gone to what, what it looks like it might be more of a dink and dunk kind of an offense, if that makes sense. I mean, Sky Moore is still going to be a vertical threat. But Juju out of the slot should be a very productive player. Uh, so it's it's I think they're looking to kind of pull pull the reins a little bit and to get Mahomes and company to be a little more uh, structured. So I think if if he buys in there and he does those kind of things, I think they they could be a more efficient offense. I do. Khalif, Juju Smith Schuster is only a year older than Velas Jones. Really? <laughs> yeah, remember the rookie for the Bears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Okay, I have a trivia question for you guys. Uh, the chat can go ahead and uh, uh, put up a guess as well. So we see Sky Moore here goes in the second round, wide receiver from Western Michigan. Sky Moore was also only a three-year player. He left school as a junior. So here's my question. Who is the last wide receiver in the NFL to be drafted in the first or second round to be a three-year player, and to come from outside the Power Five or Notre Dame. Three-year player, wide receiver, first or second round, uh, third-year player, uh, group of five school. I mean, this is yes or whatever. This is current era, or are you talking? Whoever the most recent one is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So who? Because what? I mean, there's tons of wide receivers drafted all the time, right? Have we already talked about him? Uh, uh, possibly. I'm gonna give the chat. I'm gonna give the chat a second here. Cleve, do you have any guesses? Three-year player, group of five school, first or second round wide receiver. See, where where it gets me is the is the like the schools. If it ain't one of the big schools, I won't know. Mm-hmm. It's you not know? gonna be like Ohio State or Notre Dame or Michigan or yeah. anything like that. But you know, so, think. Uh, so Paul cast Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was a sixth round pick, I believe. Yes. Although he did go to Central Michigan, was he a three year player or four year player? I can't. I can't remember. But he was a sixth round pick. No. Okay, Cleve. The answer is Devonte Adams, twenty fourteen. <laughs> wow. It is exceedingly rare for a player from a Group of Five school to, as a wide receiver, to go after three years and get drafted in the first or second round. It almost never happens. So we finally get it again here with Sky Moore, who is a very good prospect in his own right. He gets to go be paired up with Patrick Mahomes. Tyreek Hill is out of there. I put him in all caps because here's what's going to happen. Trey Lance is going to an NFL MVP. Romeo Dubs is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year for, for Green Bay in the NFC. Sky Moore is going to win it in the AFC. And I am legitimately doing the show from a yacht. <laughs> The Skymore bags are packed. I think that I mean I was ecstatic during the draft when um w- where he went. Uh, ben yeah. asked where Adams was out of. Adams went to Fresno State, where he played with Derek Carr. Yeah, Derek yep. Carr. Yeah. So the Chiefs um, had a huge had a huge draft. They had a, I mean, McDuffie's a good player, but Carlopis yep. could be a very very effective player for them. Uh, obviously, Sky Moore, but then then the the Cincinnati safety. 
Yep. Uh, Leo Chanel, linebacker from Wisconsin, big, huge dude who is as physical as you get. Uh, and some of the training camp stuff's been awesome to watch. Yeah, he's he's a slow Leighton Van Der Esch. Uh, he's just so physical. Like, you know, 310-pound guard, you want to try to block me? Come on. You know I mean? I'm just, <laughs> just going to wreck you. Um, yeah, I mean, Dar- Darian Kennard's a good player. Uh, Pacheco, you know, everybody seemed to want to go nuts about him in the preseason, but I don't know what's going to end up with him. So the the deal with Pacheco is that he was the second running back into games during the preseason ahead of McKinnon, ahead of Rojo. And it's clear that he is Clyde Edwards Hilaire's backup. And we all know CEH is not good. Yeah. So it's like if they bench CEH, Pacheco is going to get a crack at being the running back in this offense, which is just such a valuable position. Like Leonard Fournette on Tampa Bay, Leonard Fournette sucks. But the running back for Tom Brady, if you can catch passes, is a huge role. Like James White, it's just a massive role. Running back on the Chiefs, because you're going to be in the red zone, you're going to be in scoring position so often, is a massive role. So anybody who could get it is going to get some hype. And so that's not the reason for the hype around. Um, around Isaiah Pacheco, even though he went to Rutgers, which I know Cleve likes, but he didn't do he didn't do anything really in college. But he's like 5'11", 216, runs a four three nine or something. Yeah, I just I don't know. I I, tr- I have trouble seeing him run ahead of like even McKinnon right now. I just do. I don't know that he's number two there. But McKinnon's not going to be your like first and second down running back, right? But he is running ahead of Rojo, which means if something happens to CEH, Pacheco yeah, takes over at CEH role. I think you'd be running ahead of Rojo. Well, I'm passing downs for sure. <laughs> I can catch. <laughs> and pass yeah. block, I'm sure. I, but I can at least throw myself in the way. I wouldn't go like full like Matador just – yeah, get get out of the way there. So that means that, of course, the champion of the AFC West we have as the Los Angeles Chargers. Let me get down to our logo here. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that needs what to be on a T-shirt right there. That needs to be on a T-shirt, dude. That- so you guys can see if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that last year. They, they went 9-8, and eight, third in the AFC West. They missed the playoffs because they could not stop Josh Jacobs. That was a game in Las Vegas, which my boy Jake went to. Um, he's a huge Chargers fan, went over to Vegas from L.A. for the game. And this is him. His, his Raider friends took this picture of him watching the Chargers unable to stop Josh Jacobs and knowing that his team, his loaded team, was going to miss the playoffs. Um, and so, yeah, this is one of the greatest pictures of all time. Had to get my boy Jake back because – He's the one that made, makes all the funny photos of me. So had to get him back. Um, actually, seeing Jake for lunch tomorrow. He's uh, he's chilling out this way, going on a baseball tour. So I'll be seeing him tomorrow. So and maybe he sees this might punch me in the face. I guess we'll see. Um, <laughs> but that is that is an epic photo. That's just an epic photo. And honestly, given like the Chargers over the last twenty years, good talent, nothing to show for it. That could be their logo. Yeah, the bolts. Right. Like as Jets and Lions fans, we could just be despondent. Right. But the Chargers have always been there. It has got nothing. Like they have as much to show for all that as the Lions and the Jets do. So Cleve, once again, very close to the win total 10 and a half for Vegas. Cleve says 11, which means, Cleve, you also have the Chargers winning the division based on the numbers that you gave. Do you think the Chargers are going to win this division? I mean, I want them to. I'm a big I'm a big Herbert fan. Um, I want them to. 
Me too. Me three. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that they uh, have a great, uh, great chance to win. You see on my notes here, I have they spent seven months learning how to tackle, presumably. And then this team is loaded. Cleve, listen to the team. Listen to some of these players on this team: Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, Rayshon Slater, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson. That sounds like a Madden mute uh, lineup card. Like you just got to pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Madden Ultimate Team or whatever they call it in Madden. I don't yeah. know what they call it, but yeah, yeah exactly. By the way, DraftKings now, the Rainmakers, you can get NFTs of the players just like Madden Ultimate Team, except you can also use them in DraftKings contests. Wow. So you own them as NFTs. It's collectible like Madden, and you can use them for DraftKings. So I haven't gotten into that yet. You know, I, I didn't know that was still a thing, NFTs, but I guess it is because it, it took <laughs> that took a shit with everything else. <laughs> Uh, yes, they certainly, certainly are. Um, I don't have any rainmakers. I have some NFL all day. I got a pretty sweet Justin Jefferson that I'm going to hang, that I'm going to hang on to see if it's ever worth anything. But what we do know is where something is this Chargers roster. This team is just absolutely loaded. Now, this is a statement from Don Scott. What do you think of this statement? I think the Chargers will dominate the division. You know, I thought that, um, that one of these teams is going to just, not roll over the other teams, but we think this, we think this division is so good. It is possible that one of these teams does separate quickly and stay Mm -hmm. there. Right. I mean, it is. So uh, the chargers are as talented as I think any team in the NFL, Uh, you know, it's just, it does, can they, it does it all time up for them and it, it could. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is that like when you get teams that are evenly matched, it's not insane for a team to destroy the other one or sweep them in the season series or something like that. That's not, that's not out of the, uh, it's not even like an insane possibility. No. So, um, uh, and then, yeah, Ben makes a good point here. Says, I don't mention a lot. I've been a Chargers fan uh, since junior sale that, I mean, that's true. That's not a secret. I was a huge junior sale fan as a kid. Still am <laughs> love, uh, love junior sale. Um, Chargers were definitely my AFC team. Uh, Don and I went to San Diego, saw a preseason game, saw some Padres games. So I do really, really like like the Chargers, always have. Um, but I can only take so much heartache, and it's hard enough being a Lions fan. I can't have, like, two teams that never win anything. Like, my second team's going to have to be somebody who can win something. And since I live in the DMV now, that's why we're going with the Ravens as the 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 AFC side. So, um then their draft class here, not 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 big by any means, but I think really good. I think Zion Johnson is just an absolute plug-and-play starter, guard. Without a doubt. Just, yeah, just put him in. Probably going to be in the Pro Bowl in like two years. <laughs> you know, just Yeah, his ability to move and stay square is just ridiculous. He's so good at it. Yeah. Uh, Cleve, I have, a, I have a scouting question for you before we get out of here. Number mm-hmm. one, would you rather have a running back that is productive in college but comes to the combine or runs like a four six one, or doesn't do crap in college but shows out at the combine. See, I don't. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the underwear Olympics. That's what I call the combine. Um, I'll take the college situation because that's what we have here: Isaiah Spiller versus Isaiah Pacheco, the battle of the Isaiahs in the division. Isaiah Spiller was very productive at Texas A&M. Then he comes to the combine. I think he really did run like a four six one, Scott. 
okay, who cares? It doesn't matter. I mean, four six four six is plenty fast enough for a running back. It just is. Is it against yeah. NFL linebackers getting getting yes, the edge? It is. It is. Is it, it four just, six slower than Hutch? No. Oh, okay. No. no. He ran like four seven something. But uh, the point is, is that if you're if you're running back and you're and you're efficient with your feet and you're and you have good vision to see things opening up before they actually open up, you're you're a little quicker than another guy who might be faster, but a guy with lesser vision. It's almost it's a little bit like the safety who takes false steps. Yeah. Right. I, I don't I don't want the four the four three eight safety if he's taking false steps. Give me the four five safety who doesn't. Same thing with the running back position. And a lot of it is scheme. Like what are you if this guy's four six, but he's but he's elusive and he can make and he's got great contact balance and he can get, make guys miss, what does the 40 mean all that much? I mean, you know what I mean? It's it's just there's so much involved that the 40 the thing, is not necessarily the best measuring stick for yeah, running back. And the thing about the 40 that I never liked is it's a straight line. It's just yeah. it's top end speed. Yeah. You know, it's not what you're talking about coming out the A gap or whatever. Like it's 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 uh, like can he jump cut? Can he see something open up? Can he can he accelerate through the hole? Yep. A straight so line, a straight so line. So many other things. So many other things. Yeah. yeah. So the for, the 40 time does impact your home run ability. Like Isaiah yeah. Spiller's like never yeah. gonna, he's like never gonna score an 85 yard touchdown. Like it's off the board because somebody's gonna run him down from behind. Sure. Yeah. But I do agree that like in general, you know, playing running back, it's not there. But having those ceiling, those ceiling outcomes when it hits is pretty, is also um pretty, pretty important. So I'm with you guys. I think I'd rather have Isaiah Spiller than Isaiah Pacheco as well. But it's, we're going to get to compare this. We're going to see both of them sort of in backup roles for good offenses. And it's going to be workout warrior versus like. I want to look at Austin Eckler's 40 time. We don't think he's slow, do we? Yeah, he's not, I, I don't a, know this. he's not a I, burner, I, though. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, he's he's not a burner, but he's got to be faster than four six one. Yeah, but I would I would guess he's somewhere in the four fives. Also, Scott, you're on camera typing on your phone with your index finger and not your thumbs. I just want to make sure you're aware of that. I'm fully aware of it. I, between between you doing that and Khalif saying I thought NFTs weren't a thing anymore, this dude, is a full boomer hour. Who fucking types with their thumbs, bro? What the fuck? Is that a thing? Is this better? My is this better? Yeah. What do you mean? Who types with their thumbs? It's no, it's no, no, no. Like like he's holding. He, he has to. He's okay. He's. I mean, he's he's two fisting the thing or whatever. He. So the best I can do, I'm two fisting the thing. The best I can do right now is not, not the best board. choice of words. Yeah, we're gonna clip that. <laughs> the dog. Uh, he ran four four nine in his pro day, so he's a four five sub. Yeah. You know, do we think he's slow? Really? Honestly, man, I honestly think they should run this shit in full equipment. Yeah. Cause you're doing it, and you're doing it in your underwear, so you're gonna be fast. But so check on some equipment and and let's see that top end speed. Yeah, and I can I can understand that. However, speed score, which is a combination of size and forty time, yeah, kind of takes that into account. Because generally thinking, if you're bigger, it's because you have, as a running back, because you have more muscle, right? Like unless you're Ironhead Hayward, it's not because you're carrying around giant gut. Like it's you got more muscle on you. So you know what, Scott's got me curious about what Kaepernick's um forty was because he covers so much ground. He's what type of runner? He runs like a gazelle. 
So yeah. he's covering he's covering more ground than you know. Khalib, you're trying to get out of here and like do some work and go to bed. You know how long it's gonna take Scott to type Kaepernick like that? <laughs> uh, come on, he ran four six three. Oh, four six. Yeah. See, do you think Kaepernick is slow? No, but he also plays quarterback. Okay, but but still, four six yeah. is four six. Four six. Four, yeah, six is plenty of speed if you're doing everything else right. Exactly. Yep. Wins the argument. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm with you guys. I do. I do. Would rather have Isaiah Spiller than Isaiah Pacheco. It's just cool. We're going to get to see this head to head competition uh, throughout throughout the season. These situations. Okay. So that's our preview of the Western divisions. Uh, Don has a comment here. Chargers versus Bills in AFC Championship. Hold that thought for next week. Next week we'll be doing our uh, like season prediction sort of thing. I'll be sending you guys an email with things to have like ready to go, different things to have thought through, to have predicted. Uh, those of you in the chat, of course, you're going to be able to give your thoughts as well as we're going through. It's going to be some obvious things, MVP, um, rookie of the year, who's going to win the Super Bowl, how many games will the Lions win? How much, how high over that will Cleve be? You know, simple things that we typically do here. Um, so we'll have the sort of prediction show next week, getting ready for the season because next week is next Wednesday will be the show. Next Thursday is kickoff. The yeah. season is right here around the corner. It is seven days away. I've got 42 drafts left to do. So it's going to be crazy this, uh, this Good last luck. week. Man. Thank you. Um, and I actually pulled it off. I didn't want to say anything unless I was able to do it. I actually did a draft during the show. So <laughs> so I don't want to say anything in case like something crashed and burned. What's I that? You've had, a rough, you've had a rough few months with injuring yourself. Are you good? Yeah, I think so. Although I might actually swap out Megan's fancy computer chair for like this dining room chair that I'm in. Because I have to sit here for so long. I might have to get like the ergonomic nice chair for it. Um but yeah, by a week next week at this time, these drafts are going to have to be mostly done because kickoff is next Thursday. Um, uh, so Ben says, talk about Herschel Walker. Why else does this show exist? Well, it does exist to talk about football. I, we will have more chances to talk about Herschel Walker. The elections are in November. We will for sure talk more about Herschel Walker and Blake Masters' website and Doug Mastriano wearing Confederate uh, uniform and uh, <laughs> Dr. Oz's crudite and living in New Jersey. Right. Well, it's time to talk about all these crazy people as well. So before we get out of here, Scott, anything else? No. Cleve. No, I'm good. Uh, we just saw two two NFL players this week make horrible decisions that running back for the commanders, not giving up his keys to his car and being shot and almost having his life taken because he just didn't want to give up his car. Kind of crazy. And then I think the Bills did the right thing, given um, what was discovered. And the fact that how horrific that situation was. And I'm just a little always perplexed as how you sit on that thing for a month with this information and the pressure, I guess it got too, it got too much for them. And then they had to make a decision um, going into the season without even a punter to have a punter ready to go. Yeah. I was hoping, I was hoping to get more clarity on the Ari's uh, situation, the punter for the bills. It does seem like the bills were just sitting on this information yeah, a little um, bit. but I but I was hoping to get like a bit more clarity on that um, before someone saying anything. But obviously, it's just it's a terrible situation if they're sitting on it. That's awful. As far as uh, Brian Robinson, the running back for the Commanders, goes, yeah, he uh, won. Super lucky. Apparently, he got shot in the knee, and he's like they're saying he'll be back around Thanksgiving. 
It's crazy. Like it missed all all ligaments. That is crazy. He's so lucky, bro. Yeah. So lucky. Um, and got shot in the in the glute as well here in Washington D.C. in a carjacking. So I'm glad he's okay, like alive. Yeah. In his career is not going to be over as a, as a result of it. I did not know that he. I mean, I heard that he was like trying to fend them off, but I like I didn't know what that meant. Like he like step out the car and like try to square up on people holding guns or. Like, well, the, well, there were two young like there were two younger guys, so I I kind of understand where he probably he probably his mind was like get the fuck out of here like these two young kids they're sixteen and seventeen year old. But, okay, but holding guns at me, take the keys. Like I'm insured. Go take yeah. it. I'm fine. Yeah. I want to go home, you know? Yeah. Dan Snyder's got plenty of stolen money. He can buy another car. It's, <laughs> it's fine. Allegedly. Um, I, I don't know the rules for this. I'm just going to say allegedly, even though I think like he had testified to Congress who's stealing money anyways. Um, so yeah, so hopefully we get some more details for that, uh, headed next week, especially for the bills, the bill situation, but that is, um, that is it for us this week. We will see you guys a week from now. Everybody in the chat, thank you so much for hanging out with us. If you're listening on audio, there's a link down below. Subscribe to the YouTube page. Join us live. It's a really fun time here and and in the chat. We will see everybody next week. Peace. See you guys.